And welcome back to Answers for Elders Radio. I have a very special guest here today, a lady by the name of Katie Munoz from Moving Forward, Inc. here in uh, Greater Puget Sound. Katie, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. This is thrilling to be here. Well, we're thrilled to have you on the program because obviously you are the guru here on organizing and getting things downsized for moves, etc. And I think, you know, one of the things that I look at right now is that how do you even start? It's like when we're downsizing, everybody wants to downsize and they turn around and they look at their house and they see how much stuff they have, and it's like, you know what? I'll deal with it another time in my life. Yeah, it's all like, of a sudden, it looks really attractive <laughs> to go do the laundry or something, yes, right? Yes, exactly, ah, exactly. yeah, I got other things. <laughs> so, Katie, tell me a little bit about how you got started in this work. This is amazing. Well, I, I got started when I had to move my mom from her house to a retirement community, and I was fortunately, unfortunately, how you mm-hmm. want to look at it, laid off right at the same moment. I went to Virginia. I was there for almost three months getting wow. through this process. And by it's the end not of it, easy. no, I realized I could have done it in two and a half weeks. And it would have been easier for her. And after a few years in the business, I learned so much. I realized we could have saved several thousand dollars as well. Amazing, huh? There, I, it's not something that you become expert in because you only get to do it once or twice in a lifetime. And there's all these things to know. You don't even know the right steps to take. Now, it's I true. remember, <clears throat> I remember when I moved my mom. It took me three months. So there's that there. magic thing. And I, I was overwhelmed. First of all, it's an emotional thing. And oh, I think gosh. for me, you know, you know we, I want to talk about sorting for a move in, in, today because I think it's really important. I remember when we were packing up my mother's things. And, of course, we're working, right? Working really hard. And all of a sudden, we'd pull out these boxes that she had in her garage. And, I mean, she kept every... Uh, piano recital program that I ever had. Oh. She kept all of my um, art, my report cards. There was a box that said Susie. Oh, that's what they called yeah. me as a child. And all of these things. And I just remember seeing these things as I'm going through these things. And I'm just like disengaging my emotion because I have to work. And yet here's my whole childhood going in front of my face and I'm throwing it in oh the trash. Oh my gosh. That's I mean, because too hard. It, it was way over... Overwhelming for me. And I think there's a lot of families out there right now that can relate to that. I know for me, I remember just being so numb because I had to be. And then I wondered why at night when, when I'd worked, you know, 12, 15 hours in that day, feeling this overwhelming sadness. And because it is, it's like an end to an era. And for those of us that are part of the family, to sort through all that stuff, it's part of our life. It's our memories, isn't it? It it is. And one of the mistakes that I see children make, and they make it, I mean, they're trying to help. Right. But they say, Mom, don't tell me the story. Just do you want the ice skates or not? And the problem is mom has to tell the story because she has to put it into the emotional context to decide if she wants the skates. And this is where a third party can come in, a professional, 
listen to the story, and right away we get the impact. It's like, no kidding. You were you wearing to, you those You need to give my skates. husband that advice, too. <laughs> You tell him to give me a call on the phone. I'd be glad to talk to I you. I think that's that's a dynamic between men and women, too. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. But it's really true what you're saying that is because we are all in this emo- it's an emotional time. It's our history. It's our yeah. legacy. It's all the things. And stuff is not the legacy. It's not the... But it's the memories, it's, the it's memory what it meant. It triggers. And sometimes when somebody can hear it for the first time and say, no kidding, mm-hmm. that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden it's like, no, I don't need the skates. Right. I, I married the man that I met wearing those skates. I don't need the skates. You right. Know? But the kids can't do it because you already know the stories and you can't go, no kidding. Yes, it sounds pretty, absolutely. Pretty condescending. So <laughs> how do you deal with people you know, or help people that have like a lot of stuff. I mean, you know, I know that the older that seniors get, um, you know, when they lo- start losing their faculties, it's mm-hmm. like you want to hang on to something that gives you. Right. So oftentimes I know that hoarding can be a big issue once with seniors. Is that correct? Uh, definitely true. Now, most people who you get called hoarders or who call themselves hoarders are not technically hoarders. Hoarders are people that have difficulty distinguishing between trash, a cookie wrapper, and the deed to the house. Right. Both of them are of equal importance. Wow. But... Um, for those for those people, it's very challenging to work with. We have a little bit, but it's well, it's an tough. emotional thing, and it's it's yeah. a mental health thing too. But for for people who um, are not really that that much in the spectrum, it's oftentimes just needing somebody to talk to and ask the questions that help them find the way through. And one of the most important things I've learned is don't start with the question, what can I do without? Because the answer is almost everything. Yes. But instead, you start with the question, what do I use the most? Sure. And you start with the big things. Start with the furniture. Well, what, I mean, you, Suzanne, what right. what pieces of furniture have you used today? Exactly. And, and you know, we first of all, I want to continue on that realm, but I want to let everybody know we are talking again to Katie Munoz from Moving Forward here in Greater Seattle. And tell me about the area that you serve. What The what, geographical uh, area? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We go from south of Bellevue. We do Newcastle, occasionally parts of Renton. Mm-hmm. We go all the way up north of Arlington. We mm-hmm. serve the whole east side and uh, the quite a big territory. Yeah, yeah, definitely Seattle. The areas uh, at the ends of the bridges uh-huh, in uh-huh. Seattle and north of the Ship Canal Bridge. That's great. Now, That's if you great. call us and we don't serve that area, I will find you somebody who does. That's important. So don't hesitate. Um, we'll do it if we can, and if it seems that somebody else would be better suited. I'll find you And somebody. you're very well connected. I know in the area, I know that you have come very highly recommended to me by several individuals in the industry that I know here in Greater Puget Sound. So it's nice to meet you and to get to know you a little bit more. So I want to talk a little bit now really about, you know, we talked about the hoarding piece. Right. But I kind of feel like, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I want to, I, do you think part of it 
sometimes can do with as we lose our physical capabilities, we don't have the ability to like deal with hauling things to Value Village. And, Gosh, you know, is does that part of it? Oh, that's a huge part of it. There's there's a bunch of reasons clutter builds up when mm-hmm. when people are not hoarders in the mental illness definition. It can be grief. You're oh, so yeah. staggered by the loss of a spouse that you just you can't think. Depression is huge. Depression. If you become a caregiver for your spouse, then I mean you don't have time to be putting things away. Yeah, no. Bob's in need right now, or. Um, like you say, you, you lose your physical abilities. mobility you issues. A, yeah, um, people. There's a lot, and I think one of the most common things is that people are so involved. We used to think of hoarders as being these people who walled themselves up in their houses. It's not true. Many people with deep clutter are people who are extremely involved. They volunteer. They're yeah. quilting. They're really active, then something happens. They get sick or... Um, uh, oh, yeah. And everything drops. It's like all of the balls they were juggling in the mm-hmm. air, everything falls where it is. And when they recover from whatever the interruption was, the house is out of control mm-hmm. and it's so overwhelming they can't catch up. And probably a lot of our listeners today may, might have a senior loved one or loved one, they don't even have to be a senior, that are facing um, a lot of depression, a lot of situations like that. What are some tips you can give families here? Well, one of the most important things is listen. What, I hear people sometimes say, oh, mom, don't worry. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. That is so disrespectful. Right. You know, especially say if somebody's moving, they could say, geez, I'm so sad about leaving this house. And somebody might say, with the best of intentions, don't worry, you'll love the new place. Sure, sure. Well, they could be really excited about going to the new place, and they're sad about leaving their house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's not even, it's not the kind of sadness that's bad. You wouldn't tell somebody at a funeral, oh, don't be sad, so-and-so died. Right. We're having a moment of respect. Sure. That's what we're doing. It's different than just moping around. Mm -hmm. And isn't it okay to have a moment of respect for the house that you've lived in and all of the years you've spent there? I always talk about um, two things. Number one, when it's time to let go of the house, write a letter to the new owners. Oh, You know, share the stories. And then the other thing that I always do is, you know, as a group, as a family, go to every room in the house and and talk about the memories in each room. What oh. were those like? Because those that helps to kind of close that loop. It brings people together in a positive way. That's beautiful. That's that's really what's needed. And mm-hmm. I I think listening and acknowledging the feelings and mm-hmm. the emotions and the importance. Is, Very much so. If that can unlock and the it's whole always thing. to. I love what you said about hearing them out because it's important for mom or dad if they're starting to let go and starting to begin this process. You as a family, it's important that we as family members hear them out. Yeah. Listen to their stories. Let them process it in their own way. It is a huge, huge thing that they're dealing with. It is, and sometimes their stories become very significant. Um, when you're younger, you may not appreciate them. 
So, Katie, how do we reach you? You pick up the phone and you dial 425-702-8761. I'm happy to talk to you. I talk to people for some length on the phone when they call at at no charge. Mm -hmm. And your website is? It is movingforwardinc.com. Well, we really are grateful to have you on the program today, Katie. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebastian, host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurpose on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.